The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. To a never ending story. Never ending story. Welcome to Tyson. His name is Cody. Cody. Dye your hair, tattoo your neck. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the New Year's Resolution, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the modern day Maharaja. Maharaja. Man, we'll get into it. I just, look, Hunter's got a peculiar sense of humor and I always dig it, but I feel like our truth and and fucking, uh, I, I feel like him and Jinder maybe got a little bit of the nasty part of it this last couple of weeks. I'll explain later. Fair enough. And we have a special guest with us. It is Darnell, built to excel, Mitchell. Welcome back, Darnell. Hello. Thank you. That was so nice. I am built to excel. Yeah, you are. Look at that. Just rolls right off the tongue. The tongue knows what's right. How are you guys? We're good. This is crazy to think the last time you were on the show was pre-pandemic. So it was 40 years ago. (laughs) And you were not only watching at that time, but booking your own wrestling shows as well. Where's your involvement with wrestling today? What what are you up to? What's going on? Fill us in. Uh, It's at a safe distance. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The company I used to uh, book for, uh, they still actually run. They run out of Texas, so I'll still support Uncanny Attractions. Um, right now, I just do a lot of like random stuff. So, done a couple of ring announcing gigs, do some commentary once in a while. I might do commentary for a show next month, trying to figure out uh, if I want to do it. But um, I've I've weirdly managed to keep all of my relationships through wrestling, and I just kind of try to watch it a little bit more as a fan now because uh, it's a it's an interesting business to be actually involved in. I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah, w- with with the pandemic, it feels like wrestling is one of the first things that tried to come back. Like, as soon as possible, let's do shows. We're going to figure Ooh. out a way to do it. We're going to get back in. Unfortunately. Yeah. How do you go about maintaining those relationships at a time when not everybody is ready to move forward at the same speed? I will say for us, like, the one thing that I, I, I'm probably so the most proudest, I think you can still find it on IWTV, but we, uh, when I worked with the Uncanny Attractions, we actually came up with the concept of a all cinematic wrestling show and we got to hang out quite a bit with with people and as much as possible as safely as possible so i was able to maintain a lot of friendships through that and then uh stuff started opening way too soon Mm -hmm. so just kind of like figuring out friendships and like what needed and what needed to not happen i feel like i'm being very cryptic but you know i like it i like it be mysterious all over me (laughs) (laughs) and and you're trying to reconnect with your fandom be more of a fan what does that entail for you like how often are you watching stuff to what extent do you stay up to date on things 
I'm pretty up to date with most things. I don't have cable, mm-hmm. so I don't. Uh, it's one of I don't watch AEW, for example, uh, very often. I'm not a huge AEW fan, mm-hmm. but you know, I obviously know what's going on there. But like, that's probably the hardest thing for me to watch because it's just not really easily accessible. Right. You know, I have Hulu, so I can watch Monday Night Raw. If there's a big match that happens, I'm able to to watch it. Even AEW, like pay per views. My friend has a very legal thing <laughs> that we can uh, watch certain <laughs> matches on. Very um, legal. Super legal. Very, it's actually very legal. It's actually yeah. called. Very legal wrestling. Hundred and ten percent legal. So Twitter actually helps me out quite a bit, so I can yeah, kind of does. like see what's going on with the indies, see what's going on in mainstream wrestling, and I can really decipher. And I have multiple tools, uh, tools to actually kind of be like, all right, I really want to see this. This is up my alley, just so I can. Yeah. Wrestling—it's uh, so annoying, but it's still fucking awesome. So. <laughs> Listening to you say this, it, it kind of makes me think, and I don't. I, I'm curious what you think about this too, Danielle. I used to watch wrestling. Like I had to watch the whole show. I didn't want to watch just highlights of it. But now we're in this, like wrestling has moved fully into the TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube era where you just sort of pick stuff out that you want to watch from within a show. So you may not even see an entire show as crafted. You just pick moments and pick, pick matches. And how does that sit with you as a way to watch things, Danielle? There's goods and bads to that, right? Because like, if there's something really interesting that happens and it doesn't make it onto the Hulu broadcast for whatever reasons, then usually somebody who does have cable, whose 100% job it is, like all they do is watch wrestling. So it is their job to watch three hours of wrestling. will watch it and be like, yo, like if y'all didn't check this out, go check this out and you can see all the highlights and stuff. Of course, the bummer uh, to that is that the segments that, wind up not getting on to like the Hulu or onto, you know, like those kind of next day places. That was the way that a lot of time talent was building momentum is you see something, it starts to get good. And yeah, it's not, you know, it's not the rock getting gassed after doing like two moves, but it is something that you can see that there's potential. But if you're not having people, cause so many, there are so many court cutters now, if you don't have people who are watching those segments as they happen and commenting on those as they happen, it can be a lot harder in my opinion for folks to see like, when something is starting to gain momentum. But now that we do have, there is that big regime change, I do feel like there are more people who are working in the back who are more willing to be like, hey, I don't know, like the crowd live is reacting to this and having a reaction and it's cool and there's something there. So then maybe they can start putting that where we'll actually see it on the hour and a half thing. I don't know. I'm just talking. (laughs) I just be talking. I don't know. Well, (laughs) <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, so let's get into some news. Hell yeah. Uh, it's been a very eventful start. We're only three days into the year, and already <laughs> the, the biggest news happening. Day three-ish. <laughs> day three-ish. <laughs> is that Kevin Dunn, the longtime executive producer Woo! for WWE, is stepping down or being fired, as Julian believes. Don't read any quotes. Julie's like turning me into the conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> I don't write these. I, I want to point out I don't write these. 
we get bullet points and then sometimes uh, we slap our own stuff on there and sometimes Julian just like wasn't that the dumbest fucking shit you've ever seen it's like whoa Julian gets (laughs) spicy in text he is not the spicy one see y'all don't know Julian because y'all hear him on here and he's so like polite (laughs) and well thought out and has great opinions and you get into you get into our uh, fucking group text and you see these scripts and it's like Julian there's a reason he runs the tights and fights count that's why that's where all the spiciness for him goes three days I love in. everybody else gets to hear the rewritten version of me <laughs> <laughs> but uh he he's uh, responsible for the visual look at how things are cut yes. which is why sometimes there's a million cuts in like a two-person shot and they won't just do like a two shot over the shoulder over the shoulder even though they have the cameras for it uh here's some other highlights that have been included here <laughs> talk your shit julian he did not think <laughs> becky lynch was attractive enough Oh, yeah. Yeah. He did not think Becky Lynch was attractive enough to be champion and thought her accent prevented her from having great promos. Darnell, do you want to just react to these as I give them to you? Yeah. I I also just want to say I do not like to talk about people's looks, but have we seen Kevin Dunn? (laughs) Yeah. Why? Why? Come on. And if we've seen Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Sir, the material. (laughs) <laughs> it, like he's just sitting there at a at a glass house with a with a boulder cannon firing shots into the night. Uh so that's one. If Kevin Dunn didn't think a woman was attractive, she wasn't getting booked. Oh. And obviously that's like a um and uh, uh what a bar. That's uh, where is his bar? Allegedly. I want to know who he thinks is hot. Allegedly. I don't have this information firsthand. I'm reading it off yes. of a off we're, of we're sprinkle allegedly all over. Yeah, place. allegedly. According uh, to reports. And I Everything that I've seen is basically based off of wrestlers' interviews and wrestlers' books that came out after they left the company or when they yeah. got to a certain point where they could say whatever they wanted yeah. and nobody was going to punish them for it. Telephone, telegram, telewrestler. <laughs> uh, what was actually yeah. his his actual job? Like, to have that much power to be able to say, you're not attractive enough, so you can't get booked. Attractive judge. Well, <laughs> So I don't remember his exact title. He was title, Tyra but Banks. I, Yeah, he was Executive Tyra producer. Banks. <laughs> yeah. Executive producer. Yeah, like he, and so like he also, he did a lot of directing. He did a lot of the, you know, I, but it's also, I feel like titles in WWE are so like, you're whatever, yeah, you're whatever you need us, like we need you to be on the day, you know? I think also he was close enough to Vince that he probably had, had his ear to an extent and, and had in obviously had a, a great deal of influence and i think also uh, if if it is true that he left and was not fired i would not be surprised if he found the triple he h regime to be <laughs> yeah all right look the guy probably allegedly the, the writing was on the wall <laughs> allegedly there's just no way uh there's no way he's hanging around going i belong here this is the perfect place for me i i mean i'm I, I already have money down on who I think is going to go next. Do you want to know? Hmm. Ooh. He'll have something else to wrestle with for a little <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah, I was going to say it, but I was waiting to see if you were going to do it. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Kevin Dunn was one of the key figures behind dismantling NXT, the black and gold version, and turning it into 2.0, where it looks like the inside of a cold drink uh, container at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> It definitely looks like, you know, when um, those Coca-Cola cans will be like, we partnered with this artist for like the special Coke can. And I'm like, I really don't give a shit. Is there Diet Coke inside? Like, that's uh-huh. kind of what like that always reminded me of. I, oh, I might I might almost agree with him with some of those decisions because I do. I love some lively, bright shit. 
in that's wrestling. Not, yeah. So, but oh you- no, I do. I love some lively, bright shit. I think my thing is, is like way too much light on the crowd. Yeah, and like that's as it. yes, and as like a crowd, as a frequent crowd member, get the fucking light off me. Like not of NXT, but like as someone who yeah. is often in live performances, I do not want the light. And as someone who often gives live performances, please don't let me see these people fucking faces while I'm doing this shit. Like, please <laughs> right. don't. And also, like, if, want, like please. E- even like if you've ever done a school play, when the lights are on in the audience, the show's over. Yeah, that's when you yeah. come out with with the makeup sort of rubbed off your face to pick up your flowers and then go to IHOP with the rest of the kids to get some food. <laughs> All covered in lipstick kisses Co- from the yeah. lead. Lipstick kisses <laughs> and, and the the foundation you put on is everywhere because yeah. you did it yourself. <laughs> And it's separating. Your eyeliner otherwise. sucks. Yeah, you look like you look like a uh, mommy dearest all the time. You're just like melting, like in Raiders. Just like yeah. you looked at the arc, and now everything's coming off. <laughs> it just takes longer in the real world. That was the part they got wrong. <laughs> I'm convinced I drank out of the wrong grail, and I'm just aging a little bit faster. Oh, <laughs> you were look. You weren't supposed to look. Yeah, Indy told you. Don't if look. You, if you see me with really long hair, then you know I'm like skeleton is going to be like a week away. That'll be a week away, <laughs> and then I'll, quick, I'll blow off season. into the distance. Uh, here's here's another greatest hit from Kevin Dunn. Uh, here's some wrestlers he didn't like. Billy Kay, <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, the great yeah. Billy Kay, I, brilliant Billy Kay. Paige, <laughs> Sheamus, Kelly Kelly. Paul Bearer. Now, see, that's funny. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, he did not like John Morrison. It seems like there's also no gauge here, right? Like, it's just kind of the most random people. It's like townies in the Sims. Just <laughs> random, <laughs> random. <laughs> like, no real sense of direction. Just like <laughs> this one, that one, that one. John Morrison was actually too attractive was why he wanted to get yeah. him. He didn't <laughs> like attractive men. About himself. Uh, and he didn't like women who he thought were unattractive. He also didn't like Triple H. Well. Especially when it became clear that he was the heir to WWE creative. I bet See, he really – do you think he hated when Vince left? I mean, for, for a number of reasons, oh, I'm sure he hated yeah. it. And then all of a sudden the show got better and, like, palpably improved by any metric. Like, more people watching, more money coming in, better gates. I think a lot of people probably hated that. A lot of people who were very close to Vince because – I mean, it's one of the reasons why, Vin, in my opinion, why Vince kind of came back because uh, he kind of felt that he was synonymous with wrestling in WWE. Yeah. So to see someone be more successful with his own product probably fucked everyone's mind up. And, and I think for someone like Kevin Dunn, he comes off as a person, allegedly, um, who <laughs> uh, probably was a dick and clearly had uh, was sexist and probably wasn't very nice to work with. And he felt that his job had so much security because of yes. Vince. Yep. So Vince leaving, them being successful without Vince. I think the who owns them now? TKO, right? Yeah. Or Endeavor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Endeavor, Endeavor. TKO, yeah. And uh, seeing that so happen, and Vince still, <laughs> surprisingly, losing power. I think it was, that's why I kind of think that, like, he didn't get fired, but, like, they were kind of like, you know, you should probably get ready to see yourself out. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, you we're know, just it's, we're it's doing, we're doing new changes. Well, and it's also, and you are 100% right with that thing of like people get so ingrained um, in that job. And I don't want to say like, I don't know what he did by the scene. So I don't want to be like, you become complacent. But I do think that for some people, when you've been doing something the same way for fucking 40 years, it's very easy to not take chances, not take risks, keep it safe, keep what you know works. And then when you are all up under Mr. McMahon and you feel protected, maybe you you feel like you can just treat people any old kind of way and talk to people any old kind of way because you've got job security. And then, yeah, when the new regime comes in, it's like, and and you should just be nice to people just to be nice people and not to be a dick to anyone. Mm -hmm. But they always say that like, the people that you meet on the way up or the people you meet on the way down. And I don't know, maybe he'll just retire. If I was him, I would take whatever huge amount of money I have and retire. But if it goes like everybody else who's ever left WWE, we can expect like the done did it podcast in the next like three or four months. It <laughs> would be my guess. Hey, it's Conrad here on the done did it podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Dunn, what happened when? Uh, <laughs> First of all, let's talk about Morgan. You know what else? gets it kevin dunn yeah you know what else gets it kevin dunn a nice blue chew blue chew <laughs> oh lord uh well let's oh, talk to some, let's talk about some actual wrestling we had wwe day one on monday and uh it was a really great night for for uh the women mm-hmm. i want to point something out though that bothers me it's been a uh Hair, hair in my ass for in my asshole or whatever the fuck you call it. I don't know. It's been bothering me for a while. They have someone who came in with celebrity from something else, and they used that in the beginning to promote her, and it made perfect sense because she is an ultimate athlete. So when they bring her into the to the women's Royal Rumble, she can do all of the weird like escape. My feet aren't touching the ground spots. Then they change her name to what is it, Caden? Uh, Caden Carter. She's Casey yes. Catanzaro. She's an American Ninja Warrior. She's maybe She's the most like, famous American Ninja yes. Warrior. Yes. Why would you not? And they're real life best friends. Like, I don't need this electric daisy carnival bullshit for them. It, I don't think it does anything for them at all. They they come, they come across as heels to me. I actually, I watched that weird nightclub segment where they were in a nightclub with the same six people. That, that was thrown together. <laughs> it's shot like one. It's shot like one of those later episodes of Jersey Shore when, like, yeah. you know that everybody else in the club had to be cordoned off, and yeah. they're the only ones in security. And yeah. Snooki is there flashing her thong for some reason. It's like, why are the the Jersey Shore cast? Why are they the only people on the upstairs of this club? Yeah, and I'm, like two dudes that might smash Snooki. I'm watching the segment. I'm like, I would rather like I feel bad for Chelsea and Piper. Like they should be the champions. In the ring, they're there. I actually like them a lot. I like them in NXT. I think it was the right decision to bring them up to the main roster. I don't even mind them being champions. I just feel like they're they're saddled with a a shitty gimmick that is that is as shallow as a puddle. I want to be very careful how I say this um, because I think that they just also might not be that interesting, which is okay. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I I wish WWE would have spent more time. On because they weren't wrestling that often on WWE, on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. They every once in a while you would see them. Yeah, I think they could have gotten so many people behind them by just showing them wrestle. They're one of those mm-hmm. rare cases where it's like, no, 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 no. They don't need to have a gimmick and they don't need to have all this extra mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, they just need to go out there and wrestle, and people will be entertained because they're 
the best tag team they've had since the Iconics, in my opinion. Yeah. In terms of being a cohesive unit yes. in that ring. Yep, 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 yep. Eventually, yes, give them the belts, but the Piper with her character, Chelsea with her character, use them to get them up a little bit and just let it rock for a little bit longer. Because I think that they're they're going to lose a little bit of the crowd because they that's just not what they're good at. And it's okay. Use people for their strengths and, you know, hide their weaknesses. Yeah, I I agree. I think that they are both so incredibly talented in that ring. If Bianca is not going to be like, I mean, obviously she's going to win. I mean, she's no longer in the NXT combine, but obviously she's the forever combine winner in our heart. Mm -hmm. But if she's not going to be doing her combine stuff outside of the ring, like when she was doing with with Bailey, have that be their shit. Have them doing that stuff. Put out like, oh, you know, have them like do their obstacle courses and do all their ninja warrior stuff. Like show us that stuff. Mm. And if you want to work on the other stuff, then yeah, like work on the other stuff. But right now, one of those things is hitting on every cylinder and one of them is dragging the other of those things down. Yeah. And God bless them. Jump in, do it. And the only way to get better is like anything else. It's reps. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. But maybe not all of those reps need to happen on TV. Maybe some of Mm. those reps can be practiced at the PC. Yeah. Yep. I feel like sometimes uh, also wrestling companies forget the wonders of vignettes of like a good, well-produced vignette. Like we'll do so much. Like they don't have to be on TV. You can have a little vignette then they can have a, Cute little squash match, squash tag team match the mm-hmm. next week with, you know, some independent wrestlers. There's so many other little things that you can do to hype somebody up. And I love the PC. I know it's really, really, um, you know, it's the joke to, to get on the PC. But I think the PC, uh, it's such a smart idea for any company to do. Um, so, it's yeah, exactly what Danielle said. Like, utilize that to to do all these other things. Not everything has to be on TV, Put the other stuff on TV. So by the time you even get to that, even if they're not that good at it, people love them so much that they don't (laughs) care. This show was like so well produced in terms of setting up story. Like Ivy Nile, people who watch NXT know how great she is. People who watch Raw have no idea. Like if you don't watch NXT. She's a fucking star. You don't really really know who she is. She's just the one who's hanging out with the Creed brothers. Like she's obviously like, oh, she's going to wrestle at some point and I'll bet you she's good. But that vignette did exactly what it needed to. So when she gets in the ring with Rhea Ripley with no real background to having like really earned, like she hadn't worked her way up to a title shot or like from a story perspective, it made total sense she was in that match. And then of course she delivered. That match was outstanding. Oh my God. So good. Yeah, and it was it was good because like it's, I do feel like they've been feeding Rhea some really easy opponents lately. And I'm like, yeah. I understand that part of it is like you get some of these women in the ring with Rhea and like it's a learning experience. Like she's she's someone great to have because no matter what, it's going to be a great match and people are going to watch it because they're going to watch it for Rhea. But it is like I'm, I'm very happy to see Rhea in, in the ring with someone where I'm like the story part of me is like you're not going to get the belt. But the person to me that loves wrestling is like, oh, but you're you're going to make her work for it. And I want to watch her work for it because she's really talented. And so are you. And Ivy Nile is nothing but upsides for me. She's amazing. Uh, I I love her. And she has a really good and interesting look, which I think is always sometimes mm-hmm. a little hard to have mm-hmm. in wrestling, especially in 2024, just because a lot of people do look really similar. But I am glad they're giving her Riots people that she can at least kind of like sink her teeth into. No offense to any of the other people that she's, no, of course not. she's wrestled. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting to see how her reign is being handled 
compared to Bianca's, where uh, it felt like Bianca was very much so the workhorse champion, and right. Rhea's just has a belt. So, like, you know, I want to see Rhea wrestle. Rhea's the person that you want in the ring because she's so over. Oh so my if God. you can if you can set up the match right, that other person, even if they're not over, yep. are gonna get over yep. because they're in the ring with Rhea. And that's a hard thing to do. And I, I hope they continue to capitalize that a little bit more. I get it that you're probably going for the Becky match, but I think there's so much potential with someone like Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. um, that I think someone like Ivy is going yes. to get so much from this match. So much from this match. Yeah, like let that be the first match in a series. Like she, like you can I set agree. up a chase now. Yeah, and whether or not we believe that Ivy's actually going to get the belt, it's going to do a lot for Ivy. And... I mean, Rhea is one of those people where dudes I know who don't watch wrestling will send me a TikTok and be like, what is this? <laughs> tell, tell, me, <laughs> tell me everything that's happening here. And I'll be like, oh, I will. Do you have 48 hours? <laughs> there are a few things in life that are a certainty. There's death, taxes, and whenever Nia Jax and Becky Lynch get in a ring together, Becky's going to bleed. And it happened again on Monday. <laughs> she got busted open in a very good match. Got like credit to to Nia, more credit to Becky, but credit to Nia uh, for for not looking out of her depth. Um, and and good for her to get a win. Like she can't keep. You can't have her keep losing. Doesn't hurt Becky at all to lose. She could lose no quite a few times. Like she's got stockpiled goodwill and and cred for ages. I don't know where you take Naya from here. It feels like they, they really want to set her up to feud with Rhea Ripley, maybe a little more deeply. I don't know that I'm into that. I don't know where she goes from here. It just establishes her. And then she goes away and is an attraction or what, like, I don't know what else you do with her. Cause I do think Naya's kind of limited. Um, she like, she, there's a ceiling on her. You know what I mean? Uh, what and uh, ceiling in terms of what she can do in WWE? Ceiling in terms of the accolades she can achieve? What? What? Elaborate. In terms of like, there is a a limit to her charisma, and there's a point at which that character kind of runs dry and runs thin. So when it when it when it's running well, it's running really well. But I think it can overstay its welcome very quickly and i think that's part of what happened part in addition to her not being the best in the ring or the safest in the ring at a certain point like you just sort of uh, the character just sort of ran dry well first of all like i think that when when naya came in there was a a dearth there weren't as many of these like i like to call them like you know they're they're this woman is a beast with the face of a beauty mm-hmm. like that was like naya's thing is like she was a beast but man she's gorgeous she's a yeah. model but she will take your fucking head off and now there are so many hoss women like that are in wwe that just being that isn't enough because you've got people who are these huge fucking beasts who also have other elements to their personality. And it feels like every time they've tried to add something onto Naya to be like, hey, like I'm a beast and I'll take your fucking head off. But also this, it's always, it's they haven't found the thing because there's got to be an also this. And I feel like they never nailed that. And then when they tried to, it became like, oh no, I'm fat. <laughs> and it's like, I don't... <laughs> 
first of all, honey, I, I mean, I'm just going to say this as someone who loves body diversity. That's part of your appeal is that you you don't look like the other girls. It's in your song, babe. Like part of the appeal is that you don't look like the other girls in a way that is complimentary and awesome. If she's going to be like this big beast hoss, put something else on her. Rhea's already the big beast hoss and she's got the goth shit. She's got, you know, she's mommy. She's... She does a million other things besides just being that. So we just need some more color on Naya so that she's got... I want to be able to describe her using 10 adjectives. And right now I can kind of only use two. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I never thought about some of that. I'm weird about Naya. I don't think she's as bad as people uh, think she is in the ring. I think she's come out with multiple good matches. I mean, she was having good matches with Alicia Fox. I agree. She had she has such potential. I I do think that she can be like top of the card. While I don't like a lot of her own personal opinions and she's made that public because of her own stupidity Whoa. when it comes to COVID. Yep. I understand the idea of what else do you have? Cuz I think what actually makes me really like her a lot as a character Honestly, it's total divas. Yes. And because that's I it. watched that's exactly it with it. her, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck, she's hilarious. Yes. You can be funny and be big. If anyone knows how to do that, it's triple fucking H. Thinking of that being big and being funny, like uh, big in terms of uh, just over the top, mm-hmm. that tag match with with R-Truth and Miz against Dom <gasps> and uh, <sighs> uh, JD... I don't think I've ever seen that story told before where he's fully convinced he's on the other side. Just the way that played out was so good. And I don't I could maybe count on one hand and I'd have to really think about it. The number of people that could pull that off. And I don't even know. I don't even know if it's more than the one finger with our truth on it. He's that good. I really don't either. So funny. When he hit the I love you, I'm sorry. I died. Yeah. I fucking died. What a great beat. Humor is obviously one of the, the hardest things to do, but I think what for our truth, I think it's also it's so interesting because he's able to connect with people who are hardcore wrestling people, yes. yeah. and also connect with families, and also connect mm-hmm. with casual people, and also connect with just WWE people or like every single brand. Like it's that man is literally perfect, uh, <laughs> and he's just so good at his job. No matter what it is. Yes. And this is like, I'm so happy he came back from like injury and I'm so glad he got his flowers. Um, and it made me really psyched. And this was what I was saying earlier. I'll just make this one really quick. It, it's not a slight. It's just one of those things where I'm like, please don't. It was funny when Punk came back the same night as Truth and then they did like the press conference and uh, Hunter was like, I know what you all want to talk about. The return you want to talk about our truth. And it's like, okay, that's funny, but also we actually kind of were excited. You don't have to set that up for him to be like the dumb joke. And so then when they did the thing where they had fucking Jinder come out. Please welcome the return of a former WWE champion. And everyone goes, oh, I'm like, man, okay, but how does it feel if you're gender in that moment? <laughs> my, my little heart got sad. Anyway, that's all I'll say. I would guess, and maybe he I'm wrong. He took a check. He was happy. But... No, I mean, if it was me, I would be, like, 
Grinch smiling behind the mask of whatever I have to do for the audience because I know I know what I'm setting them up for. Yeah. And and it's t- like it's a big deal to be in the in the ring with the rock. That's true. There aren't a lot of people who you would go, "Wait, they were world champion." He's really like the top and bottom of that list. Sadly, uh, we've talked about this uh yeah, before Darnell. I I actually loved the idea of Jinder as champion, but I also was in Philadelphia for the Punjabi prison match. I sat like oh, five Lord. rows back and it was that entire to be fair, that entire pay-per-view is maybe one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. And I've been watching wrestling for WWE specifically for over 40 years. So, I, I, I'm Kevin Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, <laughs> I'm Kevin Dunn. <laughs> I'm lifting my mask off. <laughs> it's always been done, did it? We never knew. Yeah. I'm hired. Anyway, <laughs> it's time right now for us to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to oh. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Yeah! Get a life, kid. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. I Look at this face! And a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? I love. It's like where's Waldo? I love hearing when the new clip comes in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Julian. (laughs) After years of ghosting WWE, The Rock is finally back for more than a brief one-off. He seems all but confirmed that he has got his sights set on the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Should The Rock sit at the bar? (laughs) Yeah, The Rock loves a bar, too. Or... Should The Rock sit at the head of the table? Everybody's talking about it. Everybody, uh, (laughs) if you want to get more mainstream media attention, this is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, truly, I don't think there's anybody else who could get the mainstream media attention like this. Cena's too, he's not far enough removed. Yeah, because he still comes back every year. Whereas with The Rock, now he's back because his last couple of things he didn't. He thought that the he thought that the hierarchy uh, was about to change in DC, (laughs) and the hierarchy stayed. It changed, but he was not involved in the change, and so now he is back home to the WWE uh, where he belongs. Yeah, makes a Baywatch <laughs> joke. You don't want to touch Black Adam, nobody. A little too raw. I saw Baywatch in the movie theaters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was adorable. It was fine. It was cute. Yeah, you're gonna go off to Baywatch. You're not. Uh, you're not gonna talk about Hobbs and Shaw. You're not gonna. You're gonna do a little Hobbs that and was Shaw. A, that was a success. That was a big financial. I thought success. that it was very good, but then they wound up. I guess it wasn't enough because now you have to make like the GDP of a small country or actually kind of large country in order to get like a sequel to something like that. Because yeah. I thought that that, I actually really liked Hobbs and Shaw. They're, but again, they're both busy. Apparently it didn't do enough for them to get a sequel. I want to float an idea past both of you. See what you think. This is uh, another unofficial segment on the show, which is Hal gets the book. Ah, give him the pen. Here's what we do. We give The Rock his match against Roman at WrestleMania. Roman goes over. It's the ultimate. Nobody left to beat. Cody doesn't get to finish the story which in itself is a story that extends to Money in the Bank where he wins the briefcase, 
cashes it in for ahead of time for a match at SummerSlam, which he wins, finally completing his story at another big four pay-per-view. That allows you to have your your Rock Roman match. You can find something else for Cody to do that will that will be a prestigious spot. And in that amount of time, Roman will have surpassed Hulk Hogan for the longest reign in the modern era. So that mm. satisfies that was, everything. That was going to be... Yeah, you knew what I was... Yeah. Yep, you knew exactly what this... I was this, all yeah. I was waiting for. Yes. The math <laughs> is mathing on that. I'm I'm sure of it. Thank what, you, baby. What do think? You, you know it's a consideration for me. <laughs> I'm totally down with it. I think people who don't want the Roman Rock match at WrestleMania are silly. It's WrestleMania 40. Why would it. we not have that match there? I actually wanted to say, because when you were saying um, about mainstream... I was at a bar, and occasionally, if I'm in a bar, I'll be like, "Oh, can you?" It's like bars that I go to uh, on the normal. I'm like, "Oh, can you put on wrestling for me?" Uh-huh. And the same thing always happens. Someone ends up going, "Who the fuck is watching wrestling?" <laughs> and then I'm usually sitting there in a, in a suit, and I go, yeah, "Just right I off am. of work is at a free a problem." <laughs> like, in your bespoke every, suit, I love this. <laughs> every single time, and I was wearing a bright yellow one that night, but I put it on, and when The Rock was on. And everybody stopped and was like, oh, The Rock is on Monday Night Raw? And I was like, yeah, he's going to WrestleMania. And then I literally had a crowd of people. <gasps> I was just like, yeah, and this is going to happen. And then uh, I felt amazing. I yeah, love this. Me. Yes! But like, everyone's paying attention because The Rock is a huge part of wrestling. Whether or not, you know, he still does the same shtick. But like yeah. that guarantees the amount of casual people that will go see WrestleMania. That guarantees the amount of... Uh, people have been watching it for years. They're going to go see WrestleMania. Like, that is, it's a big deal. I like, his shtick is a little, all right, Rock. And, you know, come on, man. It's been two minutes. You're already breathing like an asthmatic man? Come on. <laughs> two minutes. Uh, but, like, it's, yeah. it's a huge match. Should the Rock <gasps> sit at a bar? <gasps> Should a Rock? God, give me a minute. You know Powerlifting isn't good for cardio. <laughs> like, Even I know that. <laughs> Uh, nah, he just look. He just got to get in some of that Terra Mana, and he'll be just fine. He'll go practice in Zoa. his home, in, in in his like home gym. Um, and then if he needs to, like Terra Mana is like his spinach. Like he'll just have some in one of the turnbuckles. <laughs> you do a click glug glug, and then like you flex it, and then you people's elbow on him. We're good. Darnell, one hundred percent agree with you. Like we as wrestling fans, obviously we have our own relationship with The Rock than what like the mainstream folks do. But you know what? Right now, because of like the Iron Claw and lots of different things, a lot of mainstream people are kind of talking about wrestling a bunch right now. Um, and so having like one of the biggest movie stars in the world who happens to be one of the biggest wrestlers ever, 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 arguably the biggest wrestler ever, um, especially considering the amount of time that he did it. It just makes sense. Um, But also, hear me out. Here's what they could do for Cody. Cody never finishes the restoring. And then then Liberty grows up starts her own wrestling company hear me up biracial queen biracial queen ended racism <laughs> racism solver yeah oh, she's so cute god that kid is amazing she is adorable. but yeah Li- liberty grows up she becomes the american dream starts her own company then comes back to wwe and then she finishes her father and her grandfather's story by defeating ava rain yes oh <laughs> well ava rain be on the main roster but danielle don't do that don't do what you just said that's not nice because she's actually doing really good work that's me being yeah. snarky because it was an easy joke. Ava Rain will Ava Rain will be close to retirement by then, but you know. If you think for even the hottest of seconds 
that they're going to set up a match between the two of them and she's not going to be brought up somehow. If she's not going to, even if it's the David Flair treatment where you just beat him up once and that's the only time he ever shows up <laughs> on television, on WWE television. Here's a, a question and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask it and then answer it on behalf of one of our listeners and then get your reaction. Ooh. So question is, do they have any choice but to have this match at WrestleMania or can it happen somewhere else like Elimination Chamber before you jump in? A few people have commented on this possibility, including Tim, who said rumors suggest Rock is the big name Roman beats en route to Mania since Elimination Chamber is a massive stadium in Australia with Cody still challenging at Mania. So that way the Rock's there for a big stadium show. Cody gets the Cody gets to finish the story. I I think he's I think they're they're not going to stop him that short of, of Hogan. But Tim says, I think Cody will be fine if that's the plan. And that's one of the few ways I'd be okay with Rock versus Roman at this point. But I think Darnell, like, it doesn't make sense anywhere but Mania, right? It really doesn't. Well, and especially, like, we were talking about, like, the new, um, this is really, obviously, I I forget exactly when the Endeavor sale happened and all this stuff. But this Mania is really the first Mania of this era. Vince is gone. Kevin Dunn, gone. Fully on the Endeavor TKO track. This is the first one in this new company, in this new era. They are going to want to go out with a bang. And the thing with the Australia show is that's going to do well anyway, because as we've seen now that every company is learning the lesson, stop going to Chicago every three fucking weeks and actually go and go to some of these underserved places. And it's going to do you so much better if you take the show on the road. The Australian's going to be just fine. And I'm sure, I mean, they did Clash in the Castle did fucking fantastic. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're yeah, so all good. of these. Sh- Backlash was ridiculous. When's the last time you gave a shit about Backlash? <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I the Australia show is going to be fine, but this is, this WrestleMania, all WrestleManias are a big, big deal. This WrestleMania is a statement. And that is why The Rock is going to be there. 1000%. I'll also even throw this out. The what's Elimination Chamber, right? At uh yes. in Australia, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. You do the Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley match there, and you have Thank that you. main event that show. Mm. Like you have one of the biggest Australian stars right now utilize her for that show, and that's even more star power. And people would even forget that The Rock is even gonna be not gonna be at that show. But yeah, I think there's a I'm really curious to see what that check looked like that uh, TKO gave the Rock. They were like, look, motherfucker, (laughs) you're going to be at this goddamn show. (laughs) So just tell us the number. (laughs) Let's just do this. Let's just do it. Right. Let's just get it over with. This is this is Hunter. This is all of these people kind of like really showing. All right. This is what WWE is going to be for the foreseeable future. Yes. You have to have that once in a literally once in a lifetime matchup at WrestleMania 40. And I would just love to see an ethnic person beat Hulk Hogan's reign or beat yeah. his ass. One of the two. Yep. You know, like I'll take them both. Just when people I think were getting tired of the bloodline because yep. it was too much, now they've like completely pulled back. So the story obviously is not done yet. But it it they've managed to keep it, it compelling, and this is yeah. how you come back with a splash. And I agree, it can't be anywhere but WrestleMania. You have to have, you have to try to create the biggest show of all time. They've done half of that by picking the best possible city to hold it. The other mm-hmm. half is finding the best possible championship match to hold in the greatest mm-hmm. city on the planet. And I think that this is 
this will be like Hulk Rock, but good. Because <laughs> well, you and, know and, they're going to trot yeah. his ass out. You know Hogan's going to like. You might if you think for a There's second. There's so many of forty. Of course, they yeah, are. he's yeah. going to be there. Like just yeah. everybody. Ooh. Gotta get like uh, nobody wants. I it. want him to watch. I want to watch his face. I know. I want to watch his face when his record when he knows his record's gonna be fucking beaten. He'll look, have to hang out in the in the in Wells the Fargo Center. He's not even allowed across the street. Uh, <laughs> fucking look at me. He, he'll be at a Flyers ah. game while the while while WrestleMania is <laughs> happening. Uh, Brendan has said that he would love for this to happen after Cody has already won the title. Feels like this has always been the end game for the Bloodline saga and a major pass the torch moment that will feel more earned and anticipated than previous attempts with Roman. It'll be a massive draw for whatever show it ends up on. Let Roman versus Rock be the final blow to end the incredible four year story of the tribal chief. I'm sorry, I gotta disagree with you here, Brendan, and I will tell you why. That there is a narrative out there that somehow Roman still needs to be established. And that he hasn't really earned where he is right now. And there is certainly was a very long time where he was way too scripted and he was shoved down our throats as this babyface champion. But since he came back with those big fake white choppers, he has and been lost the blue contacts. Like, he's been nothing short of of the best person consistently on that roster to not only have great matches, but be a great storyteller. You are holding on to an old version of him if you don't think he's the biggest star in the industry right now. Because he has been for the last several years. And not because Vince wanted it. It's because he's that good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I also don't mind. I, Roman clearly doesn't need the belt mm-hmm. at all. Right. And I, I think it would be fine to do the Rock and Roman and have it kind of be the end of the head of the table. If... He lost to Cody last year. Right. Then I think it'd be fine. Right. Right. But now with this, with so many things so close and so attainable, you just, you have, you literally have to finish the story. There's there's never going, there is never going to, we will not be alive. I will guarantee you probably for the next champion of WWE. It's it's like a roach. It's going to live forever. Um, But we will like for the next champion that will be a champion for five years. What is it like four or five years? Like, yeah, it's just not gonna happen in our lifetime. No, like this is very rare. Like the the pandemic happening also affected this quite a bit. Like all of these things together happening affected it. So you, you have to finish the story. Cody Rhodes is on my TV. Look at that. Uh, you have to finish the story that way. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. If you have any thoughts on the first week of wrestling in 2024, find us at all the socials via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got the first three things from wrestling that you should know about from 2024. That's up next on Tights and Fights. The following are real reenactments of pretend emergency calls. 're plenty of podcasts on the hunt for justice but only one podcast has the courage to take on the silly crimes judge John Hodgman the only true crime podcast that won't leave you feeling sad and bad and scared for once only on maximumfun.org hi 
uh, this is Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun, and it's very exciting because what do we talk about? Comedy. Stand up comedy. We both do stand up comedy and have since the dawn of Christ. Well, Jackie. Is that offensive? It is offensive to me because you've aged me. <laughs> uh, we started in the late 80s, and we're still here. You can't kill us. So go to The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun and listen to that. Jackie and Lori Show. New episodes Monday, only on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined by... Danielle Radford. And... Darnell Mitchell. That's right. Now we're going to share three things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Darnell, the guests go first here. What would you like to put over? I would like to put over, if you follow me on Twitter, you will realize how much I'm talking about the awesomeness that is Tony motherfucking storm tony storm is literally one of the best things going in wrestling because i say to you most of these people are good professional wrestlers that's why we watch it but how many people can you say understands their character does incredible vignettes wrestles like their characters should wrestle in the ring and is entertaining every single time that is a person who is, she is killing it on all cylinders. Uh, I know that it's actually her who helped come up with the character and uh, another person who I will say. Uh, but, but the we work all know. that they're doing. Yeah, we all know, right? We all know. <laughs> we all know. Like, he, texted, he texted me afterwards and I was like, yeah, baby. Like, <laughs> we know. Come on. Baby. We know. <laughs> the work that is being put out right now with her is unbelievable and i just hope that she continues with this amazingness in 2024 because it is the most entertaining on aew 1000 percent. fantastic i can't co-sign that harder tony storm is just really doing some amazing and watching her just get like stronger and stronger in her character and like more conviction the more they give her to do the more that she steps up fucking at that scrum, that Wendy Richter line murdered me. Yes, there is quite the free agent out there, isn't there? There's money written all over it. (laughs) Wendy Richter. (laughs) I'm gonna fuck you up. (laughs) Like, yes, that is, you got it, girl. Fucking, you got it, Tony. We've come a long way from the tiny hats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the tiny the hats. Tiny hats. <laughs> I forgot. Who could forget wearing wearing doll hats to the ring? <laughs> Danielle, what do you want to put over outside of tiny hats? I never put over the tiny hats, and we all know this. I love you, Tony. I think you're a fantastic this performer. The tiny hats just weirded me out. So Mason Madden from Maximum Male Models, obviously, like, um, they are no longer with the company, but he has, I, I, like, I think, I don't know if it's like a podcast or if it's something that's on his Twitch channel, Great Black Otaku. They spoke about a match that they did in Paris, and it made me laugh so hard. Apparently, other people are allowed to have podcasts about wrestling. I didn't know that. I, we still got to look into it. But- what? 
since it is a thing other people are doing, we can at least like show off when it's good. So here is a clip from this that I have watched 8 million times. If you can go and watch it on his Twitter so he gets the views and the likes, please do, because there's also an animated component to it that is hilarious. Brennan globs him with a baguette. Roll up, falsy, one, two, kick out. Chaos theory, German, worm, elbow drop. The crowd goes insane. And what happens after the match? Well, I get hit with a total elimination. But it was bread based. And then they stole your manager and you got fired. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the Europe. Great story. Very well told. Um, Makes me want to listen to those two dudes do even more podcasts and tell stories because obviously they've got the talent for it. So yeah, anyway, um, I'm glad you listened to that. Go watch it so that he gets the likes and run them likes up and watch the animation because it just, as funny as that was, 12 times funnier. Love it. I got two things for you. I'm going to start. You think you're me? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We're switching it up in the new year. (laughs) One is, I know you you probably didn't like this, Danielle, but I thought it was hilarious, which is Mm. now, you know, everybody's expecting the champion to come out. They're feeding it and feeding it and feeding it at day one. So what does everybody in the crowd do? Because it's the year 2024 of our flying spaghetti monster. They take their phones and they they go to film. And one tall guy in like the third row standing there filming and he's ready for whoever's coming out. Then Jinder Mahal's music hits and it happens to go to the crowd shot and he... He, his face falls, he looks away and puts his phone down, just so disappointed, and I loved it. Oh, so I mean, good. they got worked. It was a beautiful moment of getting worked, and I yeah. do appreciate that, and I appreciate that Jinder probably thought it was funny and it's his job or whatever. But again, I'm like that little tender-hearted girl that was like, oh, man, that's how I felt when I got picked last for dodgeball. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's on me. I'm yeah. working through my own trauma through Jinder. Let personal. me stop projecting on that grown man who sure. made money. <laughs> the other is is from the lighter side of wrestling. There is a group of children that attend a school somewhere that have a wrestling club. In New York. New- oh, of course, they're <laughs> New in New York. York. Yeah. Uh, it is a New York school. They are the wrestling club. They are a group of kids that want to attend wrestling shows, including WrestleMania 40. They're selling popcorn on Double Good, or they were. It ended December 24th. But uh, then Cody Rhodes, just today, says, I could buy a bunch of popcorn or I could just tell y'all I've got your tickets and hotels. You're going to WrestleMania 40. He is going to pay for them to have a place to stay, come from Brooklyn to Philly, and uh, he's going to put them up. And that's how you end racism. That is how you end racism. Good job, Cody. In the Liberty, in the Liberty City. Oh, Liberty, come Liberty, on now. Liberty, Liberty. What are we doing? I'm yeah. crying. Also, they got a belt. Someone made them a belt. Yeah. They have oh, their own the Wrestle so Club cute. belt. I love those babies so fucking much. Man. I'm sorry. I'm going to cry. I love them so much. If you haven't seen them online, you have to see these kids. They're so good. And I think the best thing that I love about their teacher is that he genuinely gets them to love wrestling. Yes. And I mean that is he literally makes them watch wrestling matches from every company. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no sort of like, no, we're only watching this, this, this. So they're super excited yep. about They're like, Koto Abusha. Well, not now. But like, uh, my elven prince. I know. I know. Uh, but, but like, they're watching us random stuff and they're so into it and like i'm i i want all those kids to succeed it is hard for me to watch them but i automatically think of a, like uh what's his name from the office 
the tots. Cody's Brodies. He walks in and the Wrestle Club's like, Cody Rhodes gonna make our dreams come true. Yeah. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy one thing of popcorn. Hey, Mr. Rose, <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. Go WrestleMania. Go WrestleMania. He's like, I bought you all an iPad uh, that you can watch WrestleMania on. <laughs> yeah, I bought you one iPad that I have to return on Monday. So put it back in the box. Oh. I bought you a limited Peacock subscription. <laughs> With ads. Extra ads. With ads. Does one of you want my weight belt? No, it's just to hold. <laughs> you know it's free if they play ads every 30 seconds. So that's what I got you. You're welcome. Enjoy WrestleMania. I got you guys the hottest link that you can watch it for free. <laughs> you might need to refresh the page every so often just to make sure that it stabilizes. You know, just be careful. Don't click no links. Just don't click anything else. Just don't Enjoy click no 930 links. second ads for Activia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and along with me, Hal Lublin. Our wonderful guest was Darnell Mitchell. Darnell, uh, tell the people where they should be following you. Anything else you want to plug, the floor is yours. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter. That's uh, Yes, it's called fucking Twitter. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the thing I'm the most active on at Licious. And then I want to plug, if you're in the New York area, come see Showabunga, which is a Russell's Lab, a company that I work with quite a bit, who are amazing on February 18th in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. So tickets are available online at uh, Russell's Lab at, on Twitter. There you go. Danielle? Yeah, just follow me on all the stuff. Y'all know where I'm at. Uh, just follow me, Danielle Radford, on Twitter. <laughs> I'm still, you know, still, still, still there until we all... Uh, Go fucking find something better. So, you know, y'all y'all go somewhere and just just tell me where the spot is. Tell me where we're hanging up. Tell me who all going to be there. And then I will show up, okay? But the important part is tell me who all going to be there, all right? Because we're not bringing everybody from Twitter with us, okay? This is the secret after party. Not everybody gets to go. But you tell me where, we're, where, where the meetup happening. And don't invite your cousin. And you know which one. But yeah, so just find me there. I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram. I have a TikTok. I never use it. It's basically just me being like, hey, there are fake TikToks of me and no one knows why because I'm not famous. Don't follow those. Follow this one. Oh, a fake rock followed me on TikTok. And that made me really excited. And I'm debating Ooh. on if I want to message him. Because even in the thing, it's like, don't trust anyone else. I'm the real rock. And I'm like, yeah, okay, Mr. 2000 followers. <laughs> I, might, I might do it if I'm bored. If I'm Keeps like high and I'm like bored. Yeah. <laughs> This is what being California sober looks like sometimes, you guys. Sometimes late at night, Danielle has a little puffity puff and just decides to like message a TikTok scammer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can follow me at Hal Lublin on all the socials. And I wish you would. It's my birthday next week and I've earned it. Hey. Happy birthday. Thank you. Our producer is WWE <laughs> Day Pun and Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. You're going to have an opportunity to become one of those members pretty soon, if you know what I mean. Hint, hint. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. Those are in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com and celebrate Ice Cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Here comes the pain, bow to the masters. This is a podcast, they are podcasters. Max Fun's the network.
Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.